There were eight of them, but only two of them would even be considered. We wanted a girl. In fact, only a girl would do. And she needed to be chocolate. <laughs> and shortly after a difficult resigned firing in 2014, my hunka hunka and I, then dating, were sharing a glass of Pinot on a teeny tiny balcony overlooking a busy part of a Houston downtown neighborhood. Sidebar story, after being invited to teach really is an audition for an exciting opportunity, and then wined and dined for almost two years, I said yes to a job 900 miles south because I had the sense that God was leading me there. The timing was off, but I figured I was right to go. Bill and I had gotten serious quickly, but deep down, even though I knew he was a man I was to marry, I was afraid. Let me articulate that differently. I remember specifically saying to Bill quite confidently in that, I don't want to hurt you, but I want to push you away kind of thing. I don't want to need you or anybody else for that matter. Long after the fact, I realized the leading was a teaching time for me to lean into God instead of leaning into the power of self. You know, the power of Jen. Yeah. Can you relate? Is there a time when you've declared your need for not needing someone? Remember how I opened today's episode? There were eight of them, but only two of them would even be considered. We wanted a girl. In fact, only a girl would do. And she needed to be chocolate. Hey, that need, that desire, that specific request of a female chocolate Labrador retriever, that's what my daughter Jess wanted. Bill wasn't opposed to labs per se, but his heart was inclined towards a golden retriever. So on that day on the teeny tiny Houston balcony, I knew the time was right for bringing a dog into the family. And then, our eyes sparkling with delight as we savored the sweetness of a giddy new love, I leaned into Bill. My movement, accompanied with giggles, caused the Pinot to swish dangerously towards the top of my glass when I said, Let's get to. Stella, along with her goofy, oversized, golden retriever brother named Rex, are what blended families would call the R's babies. They are the only ones we don't argue over, you know? Hey, in today's episode, number 130, I'll rewind the tape just a bit and revisit a deeply difficult spiritual low that preceded and accompanied that delightful doggo decision. Spoiler alert. I became a stay-at-home puppy dog mama, jobless, scared, and returning to Missouri. I was having a crisis, an identity crisis. Hey, in every episode of Bold and Blended Stepmoms, the most important question you can ask is this. How does this apply to me? What is it that God wants me to learn from today's episode? Listen in for three things you must do to survive your stepmama identity crisis. Are you tired of all the double standards for stepmoms? Do you find yourself searching for answers on how to deal with imposter syndrome? You know, you're highly successful in many other areas of your life, but as a stepmom, you're anxious and confused. Is your biggest fear that your stepfamily battles are slowly destroying intimacy with your husband? and impacting every other sacred area of your life? Hey, stepmama, I see you. I know it's hard. 
I know that you're tired of all those double standards. And that's why this podcast was created with you in mind, so that you can stop focusing on all those things that are dragging you down and start using the power, the gifts, and the influence that you already have to embrace God's call on you as a stepmom. It's time to stop searching for those divorce lawyers. Instead, it's time to gain wisdom on dealing with difficult in-laws, outlaws, and exes and become an influential voice in your blended family based on who God says you are. Hey, I'm Jen, wife, mom, stepmom, Jesus girl, pickleball lover, chief encourager, and new stepmama friend. And I can't wait to get started. It's time to stop playing small and start reclaiming the boldness and the courageousness that God has already given to you. Welcome to the podcast. I pray that this week's episode blesses you, encourages you, uplifts you, and most of all, I pray that you know you are not alone. April 2014, Houston, Texas. Spring had sprung, and my life was in a shambles. Ten weeks before, I had U-hauled a part of my life and headed to Houston. I was so confident. The woman sought after for this role, the great negotiator. You see, I essentially wrote my own ticket in settling my employment terms. I was pretty ding-dang proud. I had left a good job where I achieved many worldly accomplishments and was moving towards one that needed the same type of organizational overhaul I had become known for. Soon, I discovered that was the only commonality between the life I left in Missouri and the one I moved to in Texas. In April 2014, I found myself packing everything up and returning north 900 miles to a life that would look very different and feel very different than when I had left just a few weeks before. Bill was a trooper for sure. He helped me move there. We were a dynamic duo who climbed too many stairs to count, crammed ourselves in between the boxes and the furniture on extended elevator rides up and down 10 floors. And Bill helped me move home, pushing, dragging, and kicking boxes in reverse elevator rides to move out of my newly rented teeny tiny apartment on the 10th floor of a downtown building in Houston. The prior fall, in August of 2013, I officially became an empty nester with the youngest of my two girls off to college. When the calendar year flipped, January 4th had me gaining a son-in-law as my oldest married on the coldest, snowiest week of the year with temperatures plummeting below zero and the winds gusting, blowing all that snow around. I was desperately ill days before the wedding. An illness, it's not really common for me. I don't get sick very often. Praise God for that. I remember telling the doc and her team in a rasping voice, I could hardly talk, devoid of any volume. I don't care what you have to do, but I'm not staying here. My daughter is getting married and I need to get home now. (laughs) You know those condescending smiles and glances that you get from those who consider themselves an authority over you? Yeah, those. The tension was mostly negated as my teenage nieces who had taken me to the ER blew up rubber gloves and floated them about the room. Take note, all of these transitions are the perfect setup for an identity crisis. When significant life changes occur simultaneously or in a compressed timeline, you can feel lost, unsure, and out of control. 
These are the questions that screamed in my head and formed the buckets of tear that fell from my eyes. What am I supposed to do now, God? I left one amazing job where I was secure and I earned a hefty income. How will I earn money now? How much money do I have left? What do I tell my children? Am I going to do that ridiculous, I see you but I don't see you aisle dance in the grocery store when I see friends and people I worked with before I left? What do I say when they ask me, what happened? Yeah, I, I grew up in a church environment, although certainly not a believer. I knew about God. I knew of him, but I did not understand how knowing him could change me. Jesus was not the center of my life. I did pray, and there are many, many moments where God graciously responded to my prayers, and I did have sweet times with the Lord, but they were few and far between. Honestly, I thought checking the box by going to church was the bulk of Christianity. My flesh, it, well, it was loud and proud, sister, just saying. I grew up in a town where drinking was a professional sport, and I counted myself among the many who were very, very good at it. There have been plenty of times in my life I looked for answers in a bottle. You know, messages at the bottom of a bottle are empty messages. You can change the label or the flavor, but the message is still the same. There is nothing here. Becoming a stepmama can feel a lot like reading that same message. There is nothing here. That, my sweet sister, is why so many of us experience imposter syndrome or second wife syndrome. In 2014, when I resigned fired, it was as though I were an outsider looking on a surreal experience. Everything I thought I knew about myself came into question. Incredibly confused, scared, and feeling alone, my confidence was shattered. And I had to go back to square one. I needed to learn who I was. What I discovered was beyond anything I ever knew. 2014 and 2015 were pivotal years for me as I learned to need. And that, sweet sister, is step one of three things you must do to survive your identity crisis. Number one, you must learn to need. You cannot take care of you. Only the one who created you can do that. You must practice needing Jesus. You must practice leaning into him. You must practice allowing him to lead you. Here's how. Read his word every day. Yep, even those spaces and places that challenge you, read them. Ask Holy Spirit to give you discernment. Number two, the second thing you must do to survive your stepmama identity crisis, know God's character. Then you will know what God says about who you are. Hey, God is an almighty God. He spoke and the world came into being. We serve an awesome, awesome creator. And he made you a creator too. He made you a woman of influence in your family. God's word is filled with who you are in Christ. And it's so powerful to know that you are who you are because God says so. Not because the world says so, but because God says so. I've got a whole list of these. I'm going to read just a few of them for you. Are you ready? God is the author of freedom. Romans 6, 6-7. God created you in his image. Genesis 1, 27. God's glory and his goodness set you free from the corruption in the world. 2 Peter 1, 4. 
the Holy One anoints you. 1 John 2, 20. Christ calls you to focus on whatever is pure and holy and right and true and praiseworthy and excellent. Think about those things. Philippians 2, 5 and 4, 8. If you want to know more about how God's power has made you beautifully you, get the full list. Email us at friends at stepfamilypodcast.com and tell us you want to know more about your identity, and we will email it to you. Okay, the third way to survive your stepmama identity crisis is this. Worship God. Okay, so the first one, you must learn to need. The second one, know God's character. Then you will know what God says about who you are. And the third one is worship God. Here's how. I've got four ways you can worship God. One, worship the Lord your God, sweet sister, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your might. Number two, trust him. He loves you mightily, and he understands how confusing this life transition is. Jesus is enough for you, sis. When you trust him, he will lead you. The third way you can worship God, worship in community with fellow believers. Yes, in your local church, but also in community groups, in person and virtually, where all things are centered on God's truth. You can find out what God says about how you deal with a difficult ex or a challenging teenager or this identity crisis inside the Brave Stepmom Facebook group. Be sure to join us there. The fourth way you can worship God is to journal. We think we will remember things, but we don't. We just simply don't. Journaling gives us a space for reflection, to meditate on what God is teaching us through his word. Okay, you got it? Okay, loves, here are the three to recap what you must do to survive your stepmama identity crisis. Number one, learn to need. Lead into Jesus by studying his word. Number two, Know God's character. He is a lavish giver. He is healer. When you learn about who he is and what God knows, you begin to see that he does indeed know all about you. He knows exactly where you are right now, sweet sister, because he loves you. He cherishes you. And number three, worship God. He will show you what it means to truly submit to his authority, and he's going to bless you in the process. God is a God who loves well. He loves thoroughly. In the ways only he can, he nurtures, disciplines, invites, redirects, and guides us on our stepmama adventures. He wants you to know that his blessings for your marriage are part of the gift of the anointing and the appointing he has given and gifted to you. He has placed you in the family that you're in on purpose. Ask yourself, Where is God at work right now? What would you say? Where is he at work in your life, individually, and then in your life within your family? Listen, if you're feeling stuck, no, please know you're not alone. There are so many women who reach out to us in email and in the Facebook group and private messages that share how alone they feel and how frustrated and distraught they are. It's because the journey is hard, and when we do it alone, we suffer longer. And we don't need to suffer that way. We just don't. We need community. We need help. 
So these three steps are the very first of many to get you back on track so you can enjoy being in a blended family, so you can enjoy this calling that God has given you. Are you ready for more? Then join us in the Facebook group to get started. For those of you on the brink of giving up, I exhort you to pray for God's wisdom. And if you're willing, I can help. If you're ready to stack one small win on top of another and reclaim your confidence and control in your family and fully reclaim your identity, who you really are, sweet woman of God, then let's cut to the chase, shall we? Hop on the fast track with me and join Stepmama Clarity today. What are you waiting for? Are you ready to end second wife syndrome for good? Let me show you how inside of Stepmama Clarity. In just six weeks, you'll learn how to ditch judgment and get curious about your role so you can change your mindset based on who God says you are. You'll learn how to identify those most common step family roadblocks that hold you back. You'll learn how to use your influence in your home so you can create the family that you long for by showing up for you first. You'll learn how to reclaim your confidence as a woman, a wife, and a stepmom so you can regain control. Listen, it's so important that we imagine what could be because all too often we get stuck in what is and we cannot see what is ahead and we live in a defeated posture and that is not God's best for you and it's not God's best for me. So imagine what it would be like if you could stop walking on eggshells every time your stepkids came over. Imagine if you could diffuse the stress instead of hiding out in your closet wanting to scream at the top of your lungs because it's all so unfair. Imagine if you knew where to direct your energy, even when you're dealing with toxic situations like custody battles or transition day, medical bills, and fights over co-parenting. Imagine if you were seen and heard and valued. What would that feel like to no longer feel so isolated? all alone or misunderstood as a stepmom. Imagine if you had clear boundaries for protecting you and your family from difficult in-laws, outlaws, and exes. Hey, you can end imposter syndrome the moment that you begin Stepmama Clarity. I invite you to join me so you'll not only learn how to prevent stepmom burnout, exhaustion, and endless confusion, you'll learn how to stop trying to live up to other people's expectations of you as a stepmom. You'll join a community of women who have achieved success throughout the Stepmama Clarity course. It's time, isn't it, to stop fighting alone? One small yes is your first step towards regaining control and confidence as the wife and woman of influence in your home. Hey, find out more at stepfamilypodcast.com forward slash clarity. Stepfamilypodcast.com forward slash clarity. C-L-A-R-I-T-Y. Let's end imposter syndrome. Hey, we've got a lot of work to do. And really, as a woman of influence, it starts with you. You have a lot of authority and influence in your family. Even if you don't feel like that's true right now, I can show you how. All right. Are you ready? I pray that you are. Hey, thanks for joining me in episode number 130 today. If you listened to episode 129 from the Sacred Shorty this past Saturday, you know we lost our sweet Stella after nine years. So I dedicate this episode to Stella and Rex, cherished dogs given to us by the one we are called to love. As the verse Bill and I reflected on for our wedding declares, 
We do indeed love because he first loved us. 1 John 4, 19. God bless you, stepmama. Be bold and courageous. Be confident in who you are because the one who created you, he is holy and he calls you to be holy in all you do. You are set apart for his glory, stepmama. APS, remember to email us at friends at stepfamilypodcast.com to get the guide on your identity in Christ. And if you like to save a few clicks, save yourself a click and join the Facebook group. The guide is already in the group, and so are lots of other women who will love, support, and be part of an amazing community alongside you. Hey, I'll catch you on Saturday for the Sacred Stepmama Shorty. Until then, take good care, all right? God bless you.